at 8 p.m. on Fridays. Join us as we summarize the weekly lesson review of the Adventist Church on Hope Stream Affair. Hello, welcome to weekly Bible study review with Pastor Solomon Odiebuchi Okono. This is a summary of lesson 13 of our weekly Bible lesson studies. The title of this lesson is A Step in Faith. The key text is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 7. Let his mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no repetition, taking the form of a born servant, and coming in the likeness of man. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we are about to study your word right now. We lay ourselves before you for wisdom. We lay ourselves before you for guidance. Please, Father, speak to us now and help us to humble ourselves to hear you and that we may be prompted to act in response to your love. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus came to this world and suffered the most excruciating pain on the cross of Calvary in order that he may reveal his Father's love and that he may redeem all mankind. Our mortal minds cannot fathom the extent of this price, but it can only be fully appreciated when we stand face to face with the Redeemer. Ellen White writes in the Great Controversy, page 131, As the glories of eternal home burst upon our enraptured senses, we shall remember that Jesus left all this for us, that he not only became an exile from heaven, but for us, the risk of failure and eternal loss. Then we shall cast our crowns at his feet and raise the song, What is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing? Revelation 5 verse 12. The sacrifice that Jesus made for us is incomprehensible. No sacrifice can equal it. But when we sacrifice our time, our talents, our resources, Going in search of lost souls, we show that we appreciate what Jesus accomplished for us on Calvary's tree. Jesus invites us in return to sacrifice our all, and he promises that the joy he will offer to those who partake in mission will be far greater than the efforts we made. Jesus' self-sacrificing love. Philippians 2 verses 5 to 7 calls us, to let the mind that was in Christ Jesus be in us. This call provokes the question, what was the mind that was in Christ Jesus? We find the answer right in the heart of the test, the mind of humility. The expression used in Philippians 2, 5-7 is, being in the form of God. The word form is translated from the Greek word morph, meaning the very essence of a thing. The word morph suggests two things that are of equal value, meaning that Jesus is of equal value with God. The SDA Bible commentary explains Philippians 2, 5-7 like this. This places Christ on equality with the Father and sets him above every other power. Paul stresses this in order to portray more vividly the depths of Christ's voluntary humiliation. In light of this fact, can you imagine the depths of Christ's love for you? How are you reciprocating this love? A second expression to consider in Philippians 2, 5-7 is the expression, made himself of no reputation. 
the original meaning of this expression is that Christ emptied himself of his privileges and prerogatives as God to take on the form of man, to endure humiliation, only that he might reveal the love of God to you. Philippians 2, 5-7 suggests that the essence of Christ's thinking and action was love. The text invites us to think as Christ did, to love as he did, and to serve as he did. This text invites us to empty ourselves of self-ambition so that as Christ was exalted by heaven after his victory, we too may be exalted after we have ended a battle. When was the last time you truly had to die to self for, for the sake of Christ? What does your answer suggest to you about your work with Christ? Commitments call. Matthew chapter 4, 18 to 20, and Jesus Walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren. Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Have you ever thought of what prompted Peter and Andrew to make such a hasty, seeming decision to follow Jesus? Obviously, there was something about Jesus that these men knew that prompted them to accept his call. The Gospels reveal that for more than a year, these men have followed activities around the Savior. They discovered something about his appearance, about his words, about his actions that revealed to them that Jesus was the Son of God. They knew that Jesus was calling them to a life of a greater purpose, so they followed. In this same manner, Jesus is calling you today not to completely leave your job or business as the disciples did. He's calling you not to leave your families as the disciples did, but he's calling you to an extraordinary purpose, to share his love and to witness to his truth for the glory of his name. Would you consider the call today? Matthew 9 verse 9 reveals that Matthew was a tax collector, belonging to a career that was one of the most hated in his days. He could possibly have been longing to follow Jesus, but wondered how Jesus will accept a sinner like him. Jesus, reading his mind, said to him, Follow me. Like Matthew, you may have a deep longing in your heart, but wondering if Jesus can still use you despite your sins. Jesus says to you right now, Follow me. Will you heed the call? Think about what people have had to give up to follow Jesus. Why in the end, is it always worth it? What will you give up for Jesus today? Paul, God's chosen vessel. The key text is from Acts chapter 9, verses 4 and 5. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Paul was a persecutor of Jesus' followers. But when he accepted Jesus, Jesus changed his whole life, gave him a new future, and led him to do things he could never have imagined. Led by the Holy Spirit, Paul proclaimed the gospel to thousands and changed the history of Christianity with his ministry. Acts 9 verses 3 to 6 and verses 10 to 20 reveal that Jesus had a divine purpose for Paul's life. Jesus usually chooses unlikely figures, such as a Samaritan woman 
a prostitute, the demoniacs, a tax collector, Galilean fishermen, and a fierce persecutor to bear his word to others. These lives changed by the grace of God are examples of how Jesus can change our lives by his own grace too. Notice that each of these changed lives were never tired of telling their story to the world. They were never tired of telling the world what Jesus did for them. They never wavered in their commitment until their death. Acts 28 verses 28 to 31, 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 5 to 8. While in prison, Paul continued to preach the gospel. Acts 28, 30-31 tells us that. Even at a point when he knew that he was dying, he urged Timothy to continue to do the work of an evangelist. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. Although our conversion may not be as dramatic as Paul's, God is calling each one of us to participate in his service, to participate with him in his work of changing the world. The demands of love. The test is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ constrained us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. It is not enough to say we love Jesus without taking actions. Love not expressed is difficult to claim. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 that our love for Christ should compel us to act. Our love for Christ should compel us to do something for lost humanity. Christianity is not just giving up sinful habits so that we can be saved. It's also giving up good things such as our comfort, our resources, our time, so that others can be saved. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He gave up his privileges and prerogatives, and at the risk of eternal loss, he came to redeem us. So he invites us also not to merely give our resources, talents, and time, but to give our lives also. Like Jesus asked Peter in John chapter 21, verses 15 to 19, Do you love me? He is asking you now, do you love me? If your answer is my guess, then Jesus is saying to you, Go look for my lost souls and lead them to my forgiveness, just as I have forgiven you. Divine love is active and not passive. Genuine love is more than a warm feeling, more than an idea. It involves commitment. Love compels us to act. It leads us to reach out to lost souls who are desperately in need of Jesus. You may have desperately failed Jesus like Peter who denied Christ. But the good news is that grace is still available. God is not done with you yet. There's a place in his work for you. If you are willing, love's commitment. John 21, 18-19 Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou guidest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall guide thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. In John 21, 18-19, Jesus foretold the martyrdom that Peter will face in future. In these verses, Jesus revealed that the cost of discipleship is huge. Jesus wants us to know clearly what we will face. But despite this fearful future, he still invites us to reach out to lost souls. Peter knew that no sacrifice was too great in joining Jesus in his mission to the world. In eternity, nothing we have ever done will seem like a sacrifice. 
our investment of time, talent, resources, and even our lives will be abundantly rewarded. Those who know these and who do what Jesus demands are blessed. John puts it this way in John 13, 17. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So God calls us to respond to his divine love by holding nothing back as we reach out in service. In conclusion, Jesus calls us to take that step of faith and follow him. He calls us to emulate his self-sacrificing life and allow the mind of humility that was in Christ Jesus to be in us. Jesus calls us to follow him just like his disciples did. When we finally do, he wants us to be committed to it to the end of our lives. Paul reminds us in today's lesson that our services should be propelled by love. And he encourages us to back up our love with action. Please pray with me. Our dear loving Father, we have been reminded again that we can never repay for the great sacrifice that you made for us on the cross of Calvary. Cause us, Lord, to love you daily, and not only to love you in words, but that we may take actions to use all that is within us to prepare ourselves and to help others get prepared for your soon return. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. For questions and contributions, you can reach me on WhatsApp through plus 234-903-789-1680. Or you can send an email to Sabbath School Lessons Summary at gmail.com. God bless you. At 8 p.m. on Fridays, join us as we summarize the weekly lesson review of the Adventist Church on Hope Stream Affairs.